first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, beginning in verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, These words were first spoken to a nation of people Uh, who were weary and exhausted from generation after generation of exceptionally poor leadership. Uh, Israel had a lot of bad kings. Uh, They had men who worshipped idols, men who took steps to exploit the poor, men who made these shady, underhanded deals with other nations because they were terrified of what would happen if someone came and took them over. And because of these bad kings, this bad example, these bad leadership, Uh, Bit by bit, the nation of Israel was destroyed. And by the time of the Babylonian exile in 586 BC, uh, the nation was really just a shadow of what it had once been. And before it all fell apart, Isaiah saw clearly that Israel needed a better king. Now, the amazing thing about this prophecy is that Isaiah also saw not only that Israel needed a better king, but that God, out of sheer grace, was actually going to give them the better king that they needed but didn't deserve. So look at verse 6 with me. To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So Isaiah is saying that God is going to send a king who will bear the government on his shoulder. That means he's going to wield power. He's going to kick butt. He's going to rule. And notice how Isaiah talks about it. He's so sure of this that he talks about it like it already happened. Uh, The government, to us a child, is born. It's here. But remember, this is 750 years before this prophecy is fulfilled. Um, And notice this king's name. Remember, in Hebrew culture, uh, your name is more than just a name. A name gets at the heart of who you are in your very being. Names tell you who a person is. So look at the second half of verse 6. His name, this better king, shall be called Wonderful Counselor. He is wonderful in counsel. He is wise. Mighty God. He's fierce and strong. Just as Yahweh is strong, this better king will be strong. Everlasting Father. Uh, Not distant, but attentive and compassionate, a good father, like God is a good father. Uh, Prince of peace. Uh, This word peace isn't just like detente, like we think of it nowadays. This is shalom, a whole-scale peace. He's the prince of that. This is a good king. And Isaiah saw that this good king's reign wasn't just a step along the way to some other pinnacle of history. This is the final thing. This is it. Verse 7, of the increase of his, the good king's, government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it 
with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal, or also translated jealousy, of the Lord of armies will do this. Now, the other remarkable thing about this prophecy is that it was actually fulfilled. God sent this better king, his own son, to suffer with us and to suffer for us. So this better king drank the agony of human existence, of which all of us have tasted some little bit. He drank it all. He associated with the lowly in the way of no, that no other political ruler has ever associated with the lowly or ever will. This is a unique king. Um, but I want to say that this king didn't just come to die. We often think about this king in that way, that he just came, he died on the cross, left it back there, that's it. Uh-uh. He came to resurrect and to rule. And today, nearly 3,000 years after Isaiah's prophecy, this better king's government is still increasing. So that's why Christmas is worth celebrating, folks. Um, tonight, I want to remind you that you have a better king. Uh, you have a better king than whatever brand of politics uh, and ideology you've been worshiping in 2020. You have a better king than your boss at work or your spouse or the mother or father whose approval you've been desperately seeking but can't seem to be good enough to earn. And more importantly, this is, this is a tough one for me, um, you have a better king than you. This is, there's this poisonous belief going around that everything revolves around you in our culture. Um, your career, your self-expression, your hobby, your family, your 401k, your education, you fill in the blank, but whatever it is, if it makes you king, it can do nothing but fail you. You need a better king. And tonight we get to celebrate together because we have one. Amen.